your old chuckle buddy, guess who? Jonathan James Ramcharan, reporting live for duty in the year of our Lord, April 24th, 2018. Welcome to Jonathan Ramcharan, the podcast. Happy 20th to you. Happy 20 episodes to you. Happy 20 episodes, dear Jonathan Ramtram, the podcast. Happy 20 episodes to you. And 200 million and 58 million fucking more. Until you're 34. I'm going to do fucking 10 million podcasts in the time between now and when I turn 34. Which would be like uh, three years. (laughs) Or I guess so, yeah. No, like more like uh, two and a half years. So anyways, whatever. Happy fucking 20 episodes to Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast. Yeah, I did it. We did it. This is, uh, there is no I in team. And, uh, oh yeah, teamwork makes the dream work. That's some fucking 18-year-old told me at a job. When does he know about anything? Anyway, <laughs> teamwork makes the dream work. Uh, uh, yeah, so, yeah, 20 episodes in. Wow feeling good, feeling grateful. I remember when this was just a drunken delusion. I'd just like be hammered in my apartment by myself, wishing I was doing something with my career. Now I am. So yeah, this is a cool monumental moment for Chucklebud Jonathan James Ramtram, comedian extraordinaire. You know, it really is. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, great spirit in the sky. Thank you, deity that watches over me. You know, I usually like take a little moment to pray you know, just reach out to the spirits before I do a podcast, before I perform, before I do anything in life that uh, requires uh, me to be present. I give a little prayer, a little prayer out there to the spirits just to say, hey, what's up? Think about me, please. So thank you, Lord, today on this podcast for sure. And uh, yeah, I feel pretty good. feel pretty blessed to be doing this. Thank you for being here on this journey. It was Earth Hour this week. This past Sunday was Earth Hour. You know, what a beautiful day for it. It was a gorgeous day in Toronto, um, Canada. It had been a shit storm the last week or so. There was like a freezing rainstorm, which turned into a bunch of snow and slush. Bunch of snow and slush the past week. And um, it cleared up over the past week. And uh, this Sunday, past Sunday, which was um, Earth Day, it was nice and sunny and gorgeous out, you know, and um, fuck, I took the day off. Usually I go and I do like my sobriety meeting. Like I have a home group where I go to for my sobriety on, uh, for my sobriety meetings on Sundays. Every morning early I go and I do, uh, you know, some service there. I set up the chairs, I uh, set up the microphone and the, you know, all the paraphernalia for the group meeting. But I took it off, you know, like uh, I, I realized um, my anxiety levels were going up as of late. And I think it's because I haven't been 100% focusing on like the things that I need to do, right? 
sometimes, you know how it is, you get your mind um, caught in other realms, thinking too much about your coworker and what the fuck they're up to, or you're thinking too much about your neighbor and what they're doing. Meanwhile, you're losing sight of what you're doing. So that's what was happening to me. I discussed it on the podcast uh, in the last couple episodes, my spring fever, as it were, right? That feeling of restless, irritable, and discontent. That's just, uh, you know, I don't know, part of my sobriety, part of my recovery, dealing with those feelings. But um, also, I was just kind of, um, you know, peering over the fence at what my neighbor was doing rather than just staring at myself. So... Once I realized that, it got me a lot of fucking uh, relief. So, um, yeah, that was uh, kind of what happened to me on Sunday, Earth Hour. Had to take the day off from my sobriety meeting. And I just laid around and fucking watched YouTube and shit. And then I went to my uh, comedy show, went and did a gig. And on the way to the gig, I got this nice little route that I take, right? I walk uh, over the Gerard Street Bridge. I don't know what it's called. The Don River Vi- Bridge or whatever. I don't know. It's right next to the Don River Jail. <laughs> yeah, the, da- the Don Valley Jail. <laughs> There's this old jail that they turned into like a museum or a mental institution or something. I don't know. I think it's like a mental hospital slash museum. <laughs> that makes any sense. Uh, yeah, it's this old jail from like the 19-whatevers. And... Um, in my neighborhood of Cabbage Town, Regent Park, Toronto, Canada, there's this, uh, yeah, there's this bridge and you cross it. And then there's the Don Valley Jail. And then past that, it's like a, I guess it's like a big park. And uh, it's kind of like a bowl, if that makes sense, like a bowl shape. Like um, at the bottom of the bowl is like, you know, uh, baseball diamond, an open field. And there's like this, you know, this hilly, steep uh, bowl shape to the ravine slash uh, park. And um, I was passing there on the way to the gig on Sunday, right? And it was a beautiful sunny day. It was Earth Day. I was feeling pretty good. And I saw this big heap of compost, big compost heap that said, free compost. Like, what? Free refuge? Free uh, fucking garbage? Free compost? I'm like, ugh. Like, I know it's Earth Day, but this is ridiculous. Who wants free garbage, right? It's just like free, like, ground-up soil mixed with fucking coffee beans and fucking eggshells and shit. Free compost. Help yourself. Happy Earth Day. Goddamn, uh... I don't know what you want to call them. You fucking... Earth child, you green thumb. What do you hear that? <laughs> this is pretty sweet. I hope you guys can hear that. Did you hear that? I hope you guys heard that. It was like a squawk of the Canadian loon. They're so fucking cute. They're back in town, right? It was kind of funny this morning. I woke up and uh, I was going to get a muffin and a newspaper. <laughs> I'm such a I'm such a grown up. I went to get the newspaper and a muffin. I make my own coffee at home. And uh, so I go outside and uh, <laughs> these loons, this fucking Canadian geese, they're up on this apartment building. They're squawking. And I'm like, just you got back today. The boys are back in town. 
Here they are. The boys are back in town. Fuck winter, right? Yeah, man. The loons are back in town. It's fucking awesome. It's spring. They're so cute. Uh, yeah, I like, I like animals and shit. But anyway, yeah, back to this compost heap I saw in the middle of the street on Sunday, this past Earth Day. I'm walking by this compost mound, right? This family, they're just digging into it with shovels, right? Big gleeful smiles on their face. I'm like, oh my God, give it a break. But um, it was kind of cool, you know, I saw, I saw a nice family unit. You know, it looked like a great memory for like, you know, a great way to raise your child. Like, you know, yeah, you know, it's Earth Day. We should compost. We should, you know, consider our, consider our planet. So I guess that's like the message that the, the father and the mother were trying to instill to the child. Pretty cool. But of course, I had to kind of like, you know, I'm just like, uh, I, I wanted to bury them in the, <laughs> I envisioned like burying them in the compost, you know, <laughs> as I dump like compost heap over the faces. <laughs> Murder a family of three because they fucking care about the planet. Fuck you. You know, carbon tax my left foot. And I just fucking, <laughs> fucking bury their faces with compost. Yeah, man, that's something that uh, the Justin Trudeau administration is getting flack from. Hey, the boys are back in town. The, the loons are fucking croaking again. But yeah, like, um, you know, um, as it was this past Earth Day and as I've been talking about, um, I've been trying to get more and more into the environment. And that's one thing that um, the Justin Trudeau administration is catching some flack from the conservatives, you know, it's like this goddamn carbon tax that they're trying to impose, these goddamn libs, you know, they want to increase um, carbon emission taxation by $50 a ton by the year 2022, these fucking libs, right? And it's like, yo, man, like, give it a break, you know, how else are you supposed to get to the people? It's mankind, newsflash, no one gives a fuck. That's how you get them. You hit them in the pocket, right? That's why it's such an uproar. That's why these conservatives, think about it. These conservatives are getting all pissy and like, not that I believe or lean towards one party in particular. I just go with common sense, right? But, um, you know, these conservatives are saying, oh, it's such a bad idea for this carbon tax. You know, it's, it's hitting Canadians in the pocket. It's hitting hardworking Canadians in the pocket. Well, that's where you have to hit them, right? You got to impose these tax... Um, these um, tax, uh, whatever, these taxes, <laughs> you have to impose these taxes, duh, on businesses and people or else they're not going to give a fuck. That's just humankind. If we can get away with it, we're going to get away with it. That's the idea, right? Ah, oh, never mind. Tomorrow, tomorrow. The sun will come up tomorrow. Yeah, let's procrastinate. It's all about procrastination. It's all about shucking the blame. The boys are backing down. Holy fuck, there's a gaggle of them. It's a gaggle of geese. Listen to this. Holy shit, there's one flying right towards my window. Holy fuck, he's a big boy. He's a big boy. Mouth wide open. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Did you hear that? Holy fuck, they landed on my roof just now and then they flew off. <laughs> the boys are back in town. God, I love them.
His mouth was wide open. I saw his fucking tongue. You know? I'm fighting for your life, by the way. You know, I speak for the geese. I am the Lorax. <clears throat> I am the Lorax. I speak for the trees. You can't go around doing as you please. Dr. Seuss, Mother Goose, Cat in the Hat ass fucking... Dr. Seuss got it right, man. The Lorax. You know, that, that was the story. That's a total... Okay, yeah. Do you guys know the story of the Lorax? Dr. Seuss. He writes the story about this little creature called the Lorax who lives in a tree stump because big industry had cut down all the trees. The Lorax pops out of the tree stump and says, My name is the Lorax. I speak for the trees. You can't go around doing as you please. And then big business go, ah, fuck off, you fucking Lorax. And they keep on cutting, raping, and pillaging the environment to the point in which it's a desolate waste ground. The Lorax has to fly away and live in a different part of the land because industry killed his home. That is what carbon taxes are about. Imposing taxes on industry, and unfortunately, we have to pay for that as taxpayers, but what that does is instill an idea of, you know, the environment. Get the environment into your head, you fucking idiot. I don't want to be like in the year 2022 and like not be able to see a loon fly up onto my fucking roof because we're, we don't give a fuck about the environment. I love that, man. And women. And in-betweens. LGBTQT2. Me too. Hashtag. And uh, yeah, man. Carbon taxes aren't that big of a deal, I don't think, man. It's just money. It's a made-up economy anyways. Go listen to David Suzuki. He told me that. I'm such a goddamn... Uh, uh, I don't know. Am I an idiot? Do I just listen to what I hear? <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. It makes sense to me. That's what David Suzuki said. You know, the nature of things with David Suzuki. He said there is no such thing as an economy. It's just a man-made, um, you know, system. So like, who cares? Charge them fucking $60 a ton for carbon em emission taxes. Whatever. What does it fucking matter? It's all made up anyways. What we need to do is hit them in the pockets and create a mental sense that, you know, greenhouse gases and emissions ruin the environment and we need to be accountable for them. And that's the only way you get at people, through their pocket. I mean, generally speaking, what are you supposed to do, shake your finger at them? That's going to work? Stop it. Stop making money at the price of the environment. You're killing the world. Stop it. Shake, shake, shake. I'm shaking my finger right now. It's just as pointless as shaking your finger on a podcast as it is shaking your finger in person. They're not going to fucking listen. Anyways. <clears throat> that's the story of um, <laughs> Justin Trudeau's carbon tax. And that's the story of the Lorax. So, um, yeah, go out there and... Uh, you know, care for the environment. <laughs> Speaking of the environment as well, um, on a previous podcast, um, I had mentioned that I was reading um, Rachel Carson's Silent Spring. That's a book she wrote in the 1960s. Uh, she passed away, obviously. Well, not obviously, but she passed away. But the author, um, the author and uh, environmental activist and, um, you know... Um, By uh, biology masters or whatever, you know the scientist, the researcher, scientist, writer, fucking environmentalist, 
Rachel Carson. She wrote a book called Silent Spring about the use of pesticides post-World War II. I'd spoken in previous podcasts about it. I'd spoken how I was going to read it, how I was going to read it. And I also spoke about how I quit reading it because it was too complicated. And here's the kicker. So I quit reading um, Rachel Carson's Silent Spring. It's a book on science. It's a book on the environment. So I'm like, fuck it. It's just too much. So I put that down. And then I pick up reading Weird Science. <laughs> Weird Science is a comic book uh, by EC Comics. And it's about like, um, it's a science fiction comic series, right? It's from like the 1950s. And it's, you know, it's like a kid's comic book. <laughs> So, you know, that's kind of where my mental power is, you know, it's like, <laughs> like I'm a layman, you know, I'm not trying to sound ahead of myself, you know, like I believe in the solution to all these problems. I try to learn it the best I can, but at the end of the day, I'm a fucking comedian. So, um, you know, that's where my heart and spirit lies. I leave all the fucking uh, punditry and all the fucking bureaucracy to uh, the pundits and the fucking... Uh, <laughs> The researchers and the scientists and the dildos out there, you know, I just, you know, I crack some fucking funnies and I try to get, you know, I don't know, try to get some spirituality from it. So that's basically what I'm at. And uh, I just found it funny that I quit reading, a, you know, a landmark book about science. I quit reading that to read a cartoon book about science. Is that funny? Pretty funny. So, um, yeah, what else can I talk about today? Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> so check this out. You know, I'm at my sobriety meeting on, uh, on uh, the weekend, this past Saturday. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, I'm a recovering alcoholic, one year and five months sober, soon to be one month and six months sober. <clears throat> one year and six months sober, soon to be. And uh, <clears throat> feels great. Life's turned around. You know, like I mentioned, 20, 20 episodes into Jonathan Ramchand, the podcast, doing shows, working jobs, working out, eating right, caring for the environment. It's all right, baby. It's all good. So I go to my sobriety meeting on uh, Saturday, this past Saturday. And um, <clears throat> there's this, you know, there's like this rough looking dude and this like teenage girl. And it's just them, and we're, we're sitting there looking around, like, uh, what's going on with this sobriety meeting? Like, uh, is it on or is it off? So we wait for a bit, nothing's happening. And um, finally, um, I go, well, hey, would you guys be interested in just doing a quick little makeshift sort of a meeting? We'll just kind of share amongst ourselves and then, you know, call it a meeting. The guy goes... Um, Oh, well, uh, you know, uh, this is uh, like my first meeting. This is my daughter. And, uh, you know, uh, if, if you could spend the time to talk to us, it would be nice. This is our first meeting. And I'm like, okay, no problem. So we, we go into a room, we turn the light on. And, you know, we sit down, I introduce myself that I'm an alcoholic. And I start going into my story. And um, all of a sudden, this old man walks in, right? And he's like, ugh. Hi there. Oh, hi. Oh, oh, look at you. Look at you. And he's like staring at the little girl, right? She's like, uh. Well, she's not really a little girl, but she's like 15, right? 
And he's like, oh, hi. Is this your boyfriend? The man's like, no, that's my daughter. And the old man's like, oh, oh, it looks like your boyfriend. Aren't you pretty? And I'm like, sir, the meeting has started. And he goes, oh. He slinks down into his chair. So I continue with my little spiel about my whole story of alcoholism. So then we go around in the circle, and it's now um, this old man's turn to share, right? He goes, um, oh, So, uh, you know, uh, you know uh, I'm 40 years sober today. Um, he's, he's licking his chops, right? Oh, yeah, I'm 40 years sober today. Uh, uh, so, um... Uh, I want to hear from you. He looks over at the at the fifteen year old girl. He goes, "I want to hear from you." <laughs> I'm like, "Hey, we don't do that here. Like, that's not what we do." She doesn't want to share. She doesn't have to share. He kept asking her to share, and um, I basically kind of um, shut that down. I closed the meeting, and um, we went on our way. And after the meeting, I gave the father and the daughter some information on uh, sobriety, and I encouraged them to come back to another meeting. But it was just so disgusting. Uh, uh, I want to hear from you. When he said that to her, like, I saw the evilness in his eye, right? And fuck, man, like, it was, he was a fucking pedophile. <laughs> I mean, there's no light heart way of putting it. Like, he was a fucking sexual predator. I want to hear from you. And I was just like, holy shit. And um, I don't really know what my point from that is or why I'm even bringing it up. But like to confront evil head on, to see evil in action, it's really disturbing, man. Like this guy was a fucking predator. And um, I mean... I ain't trying to be no fucking shining armor knight. I mean, there's a difference between being a misogynistic drunk who, like, you know, tries to get laid. And there's a difference between being a fucking sexual predator who's, like, out to, like, explore every angle of, um, you know, weakness. This father and daughter had recently lost their, um, their, uh, the man lost his, uh, I guess, his life partner, the wife or the girlfriend or whatever. And she lost her um, mother, right? Like the mother of the child and the spouse of the man had recently passed away. That was part of their story as well. And this pedophile goes, Oh, uh, my condolences. My condolences. But anyway, I want to hear from you. Like he was cunning enough to use those words like my condolences. Like, that's what it means. That's what I think of when I think of, like, evil. It's like, it can just be so, like, it's just so evil. Like, he knew that word, my condolences. He knew that they were weak and vulnerable. He knew that he had to offer his condolences. But he still didn't miss a beat in preying on that girl, right? It was just creepy. Fuck. I just wanted to punch him in the face, too, right? Like, really, it got my dander up, right? I am the Lorax. I speak for the drunks. You can't go around doing as you please. This poor girl's like, you know, 15 years old or something. Her eyes are like fucking bags, bags under her eyes, skinny as a rail, 
drinking herself to death at 15, just lost her mother. Oh, I want to hear from you. She's like, no, I, uh, I said I didn't want to talk. And I, then I had to pipe up, hey, you get off her cloud. You don't know her and you don't know her style. Shut the fuck up, you pedophile. Sit down, pipe up, pipe down. Wanted to beat him with his cane, walking around with a cane. Like, give me a break. Do you ever take a break? You're like a fucking 80-year-old man still trying to prey on the young and vulnerable. Like, do you ever take a break from your perversity? Anyway, it was pretty disgusting. <laughs> but like I say, um, you know, that's why I, I have to stay conscious conscious of what I have my gratitude for, you know what I mean? Like, I keep harping on this, I guess, but I don't know. I guess as a comic, I got to talk about uh, just the things that affect me and that are affecting me and that are real to me in hopes that I can relate to others, right? And um, I just got to always maintain my gratitude for how far I've come and just the fact that, you know, I've had a chance to clean up my act because that's what we talk about in sobriety and in recovery sometimes. Some people just will never get it. I saw a man from my fellowship walk into a bar yesterday. He's a man in his like, you know, late 50s. He's struggling with alcoholism. He's in and out of the program, meaning he attends meetings, but he's still getting drunk. He's in and out. And I saw him walk into a bar shit-faced yesterday as I was on my way to the grocery store. And, um, it just reminds me of how fortunate I am to be sober because some people just don't get it. And even if they do get sober, like that pedophile at the meeting I went to, um, they're still pieces of shit and they haven't worked on themselves, right? And it's just such a blessing that I have to be able to be back at life fully, feeling really good this week, you know, real, real good kind of feeling for the week. And I'm just going to keep riding that, you know. It's all I can really do. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, I was working a job yesterday. As I said, I'm a, you know. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I wanted to talk about. You know, fuck the job. I was just working this job. Like I say, I do like temporary labor. So I was working at a, it was actually pretty interesting. I shouldn't say fuck the job. I mean, um. You know, somebody's got to pay these bills, you know, but, uh, you know, don't get too fucking, uh, don't, you know, you know, pretty soon you're going to be paying my bills, audience. So, you know, you better fucking calm down there before you start judging me. Pretty soon I'm going to be into your pocket like a tax fucking carbon emission. I'm going to be into your fucking pocket like a fucking carbon tax emission pretty soon, ladies and gentlemen. You're going to be paying for my fucking benefits. But um, as it is now, I'm uh, <clears throat> I'm a fucking uh, temporary laborer as well, right? And... Um, I uh, I was working at a uh, the Toronto University yesterday, taking down a uh, a bubble. They call it a bubble. It's like a big dome that goes over the uh, that goes over the. Uh, well, that's my cell phone. Text message. Fuck it. It's probably a goose. We're back in town. The boys are back in town. I love goose. <laughs> But anyways, um, yeah, I was taking down this bubble at the Varsity Stadium, Toronto University Varsity Stadium yesterday. And it was a cool day, you know what I mean? All we did was um, the bubble gets deflated. It's like a big, um, you know, polyurethane, I don't know what, uh, some sort of 
material, a big tarp-like material. And um, it gets deflated, and then, um, you know, there's like a hundred workers or so, and we all, uh, well, maybe more like 50 workers or so, I don't know, a few of us anyway, a bunch of people, and we, uh, we take down the dome, we fold it up, and we get it loaded onto like a transport truck. So that's what I was doing out there in the sunshine yesterday. It was pretty cool. Blessed day. So I shouldn't say fuck my job. <laughs> I should have some gratitude for it. But that's what I did yesterday. But more excitingly, bup, 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 bup. old chuckle buddy, guess who? Jonathan James Ramtran has a very interesting acting opportunity coming my way. Yeah, I'm in line for a pretty interesting acting job. You know, um, fuck. First time in, um, it seems like, I don't even know when. And, uh, yeah, I'm just grateful for it, you know. I don't want to talk too much about it. I'm just going to try to, you know, it's coming up in the next month or so. Very exciting news on my 20th episode. I've got some acting work coming my way as well, right? So a lot of blessings. Just trying to stay happy and focused. So um, I'll fill you guys in on the details um, when I'm closer to the, well, when I know the outcome. You know, it's either going to be a celebration or I'm just going to trash the job. You know, I'm just going to fucking cut them up. You fucking assholes wouldn't know art if it fucking kicked you in the petunia. <sighs> Having a sip of coffee here. Yeah, so like hopefully I get that job. Um, it's going to be, um, I got to start um, rehearsing some shit for the audition. So I'm going to be working on my audition the next month or so. And I'll fill you guys in when I'm closer to that date. But, um, you know, but it just makes me think, you know, as I say about the gratitude and how far I've come in my sobriety and my recovery, man. Like, that's why I talk about a betterment fund. Like, we need some sort of a fund. I mean, <clears throat> I know I'm really hitting you guys heavy, you know, I'm really hitting you heavy with the fucking carbon tax and the fucking betterment tax. But, you know, you got to tax the fuck out of people or else there's no change. Right. What else are we going to do it with? You know, word of mouth. You know, a prayer and a wish. No, you got to hit them with the fucking tax, right? Or maybe that's just um, my fucking clown-like mentality, but I don't know how else you get it to the people. But, you know, people need funding, man. And, like, causes need funding. That's, I mean, isn't that how, the, isn't that how you break down any sort of regime? You cut the funding, right? Anything that you want to cut down... You start with the funding, right? Deplete their resources, right? Well, we need a betterment fund because, like, yo, like as I'm like I'm at the library, the Toronto Reference Library, and as I'm out there um, reading, uh, picking, I mean, I go there to get like you at the Toronto Reference Library. It's a reference library, so you got all sorts of periodicals and materials and books and um, media um, that you can access to, you know reference for whatever point of reference you need. Let's say you're uh, whatever, whatever you are, whatever you're studying, right? Well, I'm an actor and a comedian, so I can go there and I can like uh, read like a fucking smorgasbord of um, plays, right? So I went and I was picking out some plays for my audition and stuff, right? And just to get some monologues, right? And um, good Lord, there were mental patients galore. <gasps> Popping out of bathrooms, popping out of fucking, um, you know, um, 
fucking AV rooms and shit like that. Uh, AV room? What does that mean? You know, like those rooms where you go to watch things. Whatever, you know, periodical rooms, like little facilities within the library. Mental patients, people drunk, high, all sorts of shit, right? Fuck, they need funding, man. It's a goddamn... I don't know. I mean, I don't want to try to feign too much um, enthusiasm for it, you know? Uh... I guess where I'm feeling right now is like uh, we just need to do something about it because like they were just everywhere, man. I'm telling you, I couldn't sit down for more than 20 seconds. It was exactly 20 seconds. I I would sit down and some fucking mental patient. (gasps) One guy had like um, this little pocketbook. He took out this little tiny pocketbook and he took out one of those little, little tiny like bedding pencils. You know those little bedding pencils that you get at like the fucking convenience store when you want to check off your bingo or check off your um, lotto ticket number or whatever? He had one of those little bedding pencils and this little tiny piece of paper and he had this crazy fucking like outfit on from like the 19 fucking 60s, like this old outdated fucking suit and he stunk like shit and his hair was all stringy and wiry and he's writing on his little fucking mouse pad and you know... <laughs> This other lady, she stunk like shit and piss. She literally smelled like shit and piss. She had a bag. She had like all these bags on her and she's just wandering around. (laughs) Like wandering around and shit while I'm trying to read my plays, right? Like an angel. Like I said, I got my life together, but look at them, right? Peering over fences. So um, I just, I hope to get some help for these people. I don't know what to do about it, but um, you know, betterment. Betterment, betterment, betterment. Anyways, it's your old chuckle buddy. Guess who? Jonathan James Ramtram reporting live for duty on this April 24th, 2018. Thank you for celebrating my 20th episode. Keep praying for me, you know what I mean? I've got some interesting things coming along the pipeline. And keep praying for Toronto. You know, this one goes out to the victims of the um, Shepherd and Finch Young Street van incident. April 23rd, 2018. So fucking moron went mental and drove a fucking van into a bunch of innocent bystanders. So keep your thoughts and prayers with Toronto. Thank you for listening and I'll talk to you next time.